is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. Hey, this is the show where it's all about you. I want you to call in. I want you to tell me how your anger impacts you. We're all impacted by anger, all of us. But the question I have for you specifically tonight is how has your anger gotten you into trouble? We've all had, we've all had those experiences where we felt that anger bubble up. We didn't know what to do. And so we lashed out and we did something to lash out. If you want to be a part of the show and you want to talk, the number is 866-391-1020. Or you can email me on the Dollar Bank Instant Access at kdkaradio.com. Or you can text me at 866-391-1020 on the Right Automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. So you tell I want to know. You Look, you don't want to go into the holidays with your relatives and have some pent-up anger. So you're going to want to know, how do I deal with this? Well, give me a call. I'll help you talk through it. You know, it's interesting because I have some questions we're going to get to tonight around anger. And what I saw was we have kind of across the board. So it doesn't just have to be anger. Anything you're struggling with emotionally, this is the show. And this is why, it's what I love about KDKA. They set up a show like this so that you can get the support and insight that can help you. I mean, really, what can really help you go on? So one of the things we're going to talk about tonight is how we shift perspective. And when we shift perspective, it just changes everything for us. So think about those times when you've blown up, when you've gotten so angry and you lashed out and you said something. And the moment after you said it, you thought, oh, I wish I didn't say that. Or, you know, the next day you're thinking, maybe I could have come at it differently. I remember one time I was talking to a man, I was running an anger management group and a guy was so angry and he said, listen, don't even try to calm me down, dog. I don't even want to be calmed down. I said, I'm not going to try to calm you down. Don't worry about it. I said, but I have a question for you. If you came back here next week and you were to talk to who you are in this moment right now, what do you think you'd say to yourself? And he said, well, I don't know. Maybe I'd say I overreacted a little bit. And I said, okay. And I'm not going to try to calm you down. But my question is, if you if you came back here, let's say a month from now, and you were talking to who you are in this moment, what do you think you'd say to yourself? And he said, I, I think I'd probably say, you know, maybe I, I still, I was struggling at the time, you know, maybe just take it easy a little bit. And I said, okay. And listen, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to calm you down in any way, but if, 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 the you from one year from now was to come back and talk to who you are right now. What do you think he'd say? And he, by this time, calmed down completely. And he said, I guess I'd say to myself, boy, I still got a lot to learn. And I said, that's great. Look, when we, our future selves are coming, your future self is coming. And the question is, how will you treat your future self? Well, when you lash out in anger, sometimes you do a disservice to your future self. So I want to hear from you. I want to know how has your anger gotten the best of you and, you know, in what ways, in what ways has your anger gotten the best of you? I know a lot of times, listen, football, it's, this is football season and listen, some things happened. We're here in Pittsburgh. Some things happened yesterday that had some people pretty angry. Um, and, you know, when you're tied into a sport and a team and, and you love that team and that team doesn't do as well as you want, I know 
There are a lot of angry reactions. I, I, every morning I wake up and I meditate and then I say a conscious statement on Twitter. So I go onto Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Dr. Underscore Conti. And every morning I do this, I go on Twitter and I look and I say, I just give a conscious statement, but I can't help but notice the anger that is on Twitter. My goodness, people just lash out. They say anything they want to say. If they're angry, they just lash out. And so I see it. It's everywhere. It's out there. You, you have it. We all have anger, but the question is, what are we doing with it? I want to know, how's your anger impacting you? The number again, 866-391-1020. So the question for tonight or the challenge that we're doing is changing the perspective. How do we change the perspective? And I have a little story I wanted to share with you um, way back from the 1950s on perspective. So in 1953, Sir Edmund Hillary and a guy named Tenzig Norgay became the first climbers to reach the summit of Mount Everest. Listen to this. People throughout the whole world were really excited that this had just been accomplished. But the newspapers throughout the whole world delivered the news very differently. So in the West, for instance, the headlines read, Everest is conquered. And the articles talked about man conquering the mountain. But in the East, the headlines, they read very differently. It simply said, Everest has been befriended. The mindset in the East wasn't about conquering or dominating, but about joining. And that subtle difference in language between being conquered and being befriended can mean a world of difference in attitude in the same, toward the same event. So think about what if, what if you were able to befriend anger instead of trying to conquer it, just befriended it and, and learned from it. So that's, that might be very well what we do. We try to befriend anger. Let's go to the call. The phone's right here. Richard, you're on, you're on KDKA. Uh Oh, can you hear me? Doc? I got you now. I can hear you now. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I've worked at my job for 45 years. I'm a manager and I had a new hire who I didn't pick. And I, well, I guess that's beside the point, but we didn't get along too, too well. And he, he reports to me and I just blew up one day and said some things. And, uh, I mean, it was not very nice because I said some things like, Oh, I hate you and all this stuff. Right. And anyhow, right. I got written up, even though I am a manager, then we had an unexpected someone in our company's relative died unexpectedly. And this new hire who I had this confrontation with, he found out about this before I did. Mm. So yeah. So when I went up to the office, to the main office to help move some tables for the morning gathering it says oh that's okay i'll go and do it someone else offered to do it in place of me so i said something to my superior secretary and that got back to me and i got a written notice but that time i suffered for that one financially Mm. with my salary increase so 
And I'm going to tell you something. That first time is haunting me continuously because after all this happened, it's pretty hard to, like, supervise this person. Right, right. Because it, it's like they have this on you. Well, let's, you know I mean? let's so. do this. If you're willing to stick around, uh, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I want to finish talking about this with you. This is emotional management on. This is emotional management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. We're talking about anger tonight. And the number is 866-391-1020. I want to hear from you. I want to hear the kind of anger, how it's impacted your life. The Dollar Bank Instant Access is kdkaradio.com, or you can text me at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. Right now, we're going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to continue with Richard. Richard, um, yes, tell me, I want to come back to this idea that it was tough to let go. Now, are you still at that position? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh yeah, going on forty six years. Yes, man. That's now you talk about work ethic. First of all, I want to have a sidebar. That's awesome. Well, thank you very much, Doctor Conti. That's just awesome. So let's go with. So let's talk about that. The part that you're having trouble letting go that first time. Tell me about yeah, your thoughts it around was the that. First time, not so much the second time, but the first time, because he just knows that he can just center his personal life or his job around his personal life mm. because my boss knows that all this stuff happened and you know we both report to her weekly he sits in on the meeting although he reports to me and he handles special projects so it it did have an effect on my responsibility as a manager supervising him it's right. almost like well if i bring up any problems they're going to go back to that day ah uh, so you it's, it's I mean? still holding it against you after all this time uh, yeah so what if you could wake up tomorrow and it would be better and like this it wouldn't be an issue anymore what would it look like it would look like it didn't happen <laughs> Don't we wish? I wish we could get it back. Okay, you can't do that. But what can you do differently from this moment forward? Like, who is it? Would, would it be the your main supervisor that you need to interact more without that? Like, if you would get rid of that situation, would it be your main supervisor? Is that who you'd want to? Well, no, it's not so much that. I think what I would need to do is, if I have issues with the way he's doing things, is if he's not performing and getting things done, then I can use that as a basis for discipline. Okay. Okay. So if he's not doing that, so yeah. let's say that he, next time he doesn't do something right and you want to give him feedback, how do you, how, how would you do it if you were worried about that first mistake? Well, I would be careful that I don't disagree and become disagreeable. I would have to disagree and not be disagreeable. I, so I see what it is. It's almost as if, like, it, you're, it's almost like uh, if you even show any emotion whatsoever, you're going to be looked at as, oh, no, here he goes. Richard's blowing up again. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I'm a some kind of an anger issue. Right, right, I mean, right. My, my whole purpose of this call was for the listeners, if there's anybody out there 
Well, no, that's what it sounds like. I, that's what you go because you're right. Like you, you're saying years later, you're still yeah, impacted by it. To anybody else? I, I mean, love it. it. It's it's something I should have never done. I should have been the bigger person. Well, you know what, Richard? I really appreciate your call because I feel like uh, that is. It's it's great to be able to put yourself out there and say that because we've all made mistakes like that. So you're definitely not alone in any way, shape, or form. We've all made those mistakes. But I think that's great insight to say, like, you know, you don't want to still be seen. There are a lot of people out there that don't want to be seen for that mistake. So here's the light I want to shine for you and for me well, and for all you. of us. No, true. It's, it's really. I feel like the light that we can do is you and I on a personal level can say, all right, we're not going to judge anyone in the future when we see that they had a mess up. We're going to be easy on them. And I think if just you and I do that, that starts to have that ripple effect. That makes sense to me, Dr. Conti. All right. I appreciate you, Richard. Thank you so much for calling. Um, What, what, uh, what a great call. I genuinely appreciate that. That's really, look, We've got a lot of people who are struggling, and we're going to go to the phone lines. And Doug, you're on KDKA Radio, Emotional Management. Hey, Doc. I got uh, fired from my job at HSBC. I was a loan officer, and it seemed to be that I was reporting a crime at a police station that was about five towns away. And uh, the manager had a problem with that. There was an article on it, uh, Doug Sattel. Lost that call. Um, But look, when it comes to anger, I wanted to bring up again Twitter because for a moment there, when I started to talk about Twitter, I I lost my train of thought when I went to say that on Twitter you can see instant anger. Instant anger. The moment you scroll through, people are really, really angry. So this morning I was doing some revisions on my book and I was writing about a section about social media and how it's given us a platform for our most our, our base our most basic instincts anytime we have an impulse to be angry instead of it just being in our house by ourselves which we might very well be in our house by ourselves we can with the click of a button share with the entire world that impulse or that anger and i think when we have access to doing that we can really kind of mess ourselves up with that so there are some questions that we have from the uh, text line, from the right automotive text line. And I want to go to some of these questions because they're really, really good. The first question I want to go to is this. This comes from Dana. She said, I feel like I give in first a lot in my relationship because I usually let my husband talk first. What I want to know is, is giving in equivalent to losing a fight? So that's a great question, Dana. I appreciate that question. Is giving in equivalent to losing a fight? So, first of all, when we let somebody talk first, I personally, Dana, think that's the more mature perspective is to actually let someone talk first. Because when you let them talk first, you're giving a chance. You're seeking first to understand rather than seeking to be understood. So, to me, the person who's able to step back and listen first has a little bit more self-control and self-discipline to be able to say, okay, let me listen. So I, I definitely don't think it has, first of all, I don't think any of it has to do with winning and losing because I don't think that's what relationships are about. So I would tweak that mentality. But I honestly don't think that it's giving in to listen. I think what it's saying is, okay, we're two adults. And as two adults, we need to communicate with one another. And in this moment, 
you have a lot of emotion. I have a lot of emotion, but I'm able to set my emotion aside for a moment and listen. So yield theory, the approach that I created that I use in maximum security prisons that I use with everyday people, with all of us struggling is this listen, validate, explore options. That's the approach. So the first step is to listen. That means when you're in an argument with a loved one, listening, seeking first to listen. That's why Dana, I believe that's the right thing to do at first. It's not a matter of, uh, giving in, but here's the other piece you win a relationship. It's not just de-escalating somebody. You're listening, you're validating, you're exploring options, but it's being heard as well because you have a right in a relationship to be heard. And if you're not being heard, one of two things could be happening. One, your husband could be genuinely not attempting to listen, or two, you could be struggling with assertiveness. So if you were struggling with assertiveness, maybe you're you're not saying something that you want to say. And we could tie that into this whole message for all our listeners out there. This may have absolutely nothing to do with Dana, but we could tie this into all our listeners that when we aren't able to assert ourselves and say what we want to say, we usually stuff it down, then it pops up later somewhere else as anger. And we usually lash out, usually at people at the wrong time in the wrong place. So we want to be mindful of that. That's a really, really great question. Tonight, we're talking about anger. We're talking about anything you want to talk about in on the spectrum of emotions. And I have some questions that we'll go through. But if you want to be a part of the, uh, the show, the number is 866-391-1020. Or you can use the dollar bank instant access at kdkaradio.com or text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti on KDKA Radio. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is a show where you get to talk about what's going on in your life. So I want to know, I want to know how is anger impacting you? How has anger impacted you in your life? The number is 866-391-1020. The dollar bank instant access is kdkaradio.com. Or you can text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. So anger can really do a number on you because you can lash out, you can say something, and moments later, you can regret it. And then when you do something, we often want people to hurry up and forget it. We want them to hurry up and forget it. So this brings me to a question from Will. The question he writes in and says this, how can I break an opinion based on a previous action with my partner in our relationship? He says, I'm having trouble being able to prove that I am not doing the actions that I used to do. It's been three or four months since I did the action in question. And now it seems that she thinks she seems to think that I'm still doing it. I'm not, but I can't really sit down and prove it unless she talks to me. And then in there, she doesn't. She just gets mad and walks away. So I need to be able to move on from this. Please help. Will, this is a great question. And I'm so grateful that you wrote in about this. But I got to tell you, three or four months might seem like a really long time when you're feeling like you're in trouble, quote unquote trouble. Um, but in reality, three or four months is not a lot of time for someone if they're being, if they feel hurt, if they feel like you broke their trust in some way. And so look, 
in any given relationship, there are going to be times when two people don't always connect. They're not always on the same page. One person expected one thing, someone expected someone else. There are going to be times when people are breaking trust or doing things that are uh, toxic toward the relationship. And in those moments when that happens, I do believe that couples can work through that, get better, get stronger. Absolutely. But the problem is we want people to hurry up and get better. We want people to hurry up and get over it whenever we mess up. But my guess is, and I'm going out on a limb here, Will, and all I know about you is what you wrote in on this email. But my guess is that if when you do get into arguments, I'm guessing that you bring up stuff that your wife has done many years ago, even probably. I bet there are things you can be like, hey, I remember when you did this, this, and this. You see, when people hurt us, we can remember that. So if I were to say to you, Will, can you remember the, the the time you were hurt as a kid? You could probably spout off really quickly times when you were hurt as a child. And that's where we struggle. We can pick out really quickly times when we were hurt. But when it comes to when we hurt other people, we want them to hurry up and forget about it. So I, I was doing, I want to refer to my, I did anger management groups for years. I, I co-founded a center in South Lake Tahoe, California for people convicted of violent crimes. And so I would do anger management groups out there a lot. I loved what I did. We had guys who would graduate that group that get off parole probation. They would come back to the group voluntarily. Um, so they just, they were, they loved what the, they loved the information they were getting. Cause it was real life information. I remember a guy one time he came in, he said, man, you're telling us to let things go. I need you to talk to my girl. And I said, what do you mean? He said, she just won't let this go because I was dancing with this other girl and she, she came in and she, she caught me dance with her and I, I, I need her to let it go. And I said, when did this happen? I mean, he said, it, it happened this past Saturday. <laughs> I said, it happened this past Saturday. It happened days ago and you want her to just magically forget about it? You want her to come in and have me talk to her about this? She needs to forget about it. And then he went on, he proceeded to go on to talk about how two years ago, two years prior she had done something to hurt him and he just kept going on i said you can't let two years ago let it that let that go and you just want her to let this past weekend go so he said uh i see it i see it and then kind of the group was laughing and we were able to take ourselves lightly look if you're able to take yourself lightly you are miles and miles away from the competition if you're able to take yourself lightly because that's where a lot of us struggle and that's where we struggle in terms of anger and learning from it. So I said earlier, if we were able to change our perspective, that whole befriending Everest, that idea of befriending Everest, what if we were to befriend anger and learn from it and say, okay, I have an uncomfortable feeling right now. This feeling sucks. I don't like this feeling whatsoever. What's it trying to teach me? What if we personified our feelings? What if we imagined anger as a guru, as a person, as a wise old teacher, who was sent to teach you a lesson, what would you learn? What would you learn from feeling that way? I want you to call in. If you are trying to figure out how do I deal with my own anger? If right now, the things that you're struggling with, with anger, 866-391-1020, dollar bank instant access, kdkradio.com, or text me at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. But I I would love to hear from you about how anger has impacted your life. And even more specifically, I'd love to hear how anger is impacting you right now. 
because I know that there are, we live in an angry world. It doesn't take much to, it takes a moment to log into Twitter to see how angry the world is. So I know there are a lot of you out there who are struggling with anger. If you want to call in and be anonymous, you say, well, I don't really want people to know I'm struggling with anger. That's okay. You can call in and be anonymous, but I want to talk to you about it because I, I know that anger can be disruptive. It can disrupt your holidays. You know, imagine picture the holiday setting where you're there and you have one person off in a corner, just not talking to anybody. Like when you have those family visits, when that one person goes, you know, that person's angry, but they're not connecting. Maybe somebody tries to connect with them here or there, but they're just not having it. Um, what do you do? How do you handle a situation like that? Do you let them just be in that space uh, or do you try to connect with them? Maybe you have somebody who's angry in your family and you want to connect with them. How do you connect with them when they're so angry? If you want to know, let's talk about it. 866-391-1020 is the number. In the meantime, there's a great question here from Joseph who wrote in and he watched my video, The Five Keys to Controlling Anger, which is on YouTube. So if you want to check me out on YouTube, my uh, YouTube channel is just youtube.com slash Dr. Christian Conti. That's C-O-N-T-E. But Joseph said, so I give this video on these keys to controlling anger. And Joseph's question, uh, he said, how long do I have to practice these five keys to controlling anger? Well, Joseph, this is going to be a really straightforward answer, buddy. Until you get them down. Until you get them down. That's, that's how long you want to practice these. I say all the time, look, the road to peace it's a straight shot. It's a really straight shot. The road to peace, it's not complicated. There, there's, it's not complicated directions. It's just a really straight shot. It's just really far away. And so the only way to get there, you can spend a lot of time complaining that peace is too far away, or you could put one foot in front of the other and just start walking. That's the only way you're really going to get there is with effort. It takes effort to control your emotions. When you feel like lashing out, you have a choice. You can act on that in that moment and feed that impulse, or you can take a take a beat, take a moment, take a breath. Now, a lot of times people talk about, should I just walk away? Because I had somebody ask me this the other day. I said, well, should I just walk away when I'm angry? And not all the time. That does not work for everyone. For some people, when you walk away, it's dangerous because you might stew. Things might get worse when you start to walk away. When you walk away, you actually start to make things bigger in your mind. So for some people, walking away is not a healthy thing to do. I don't know what it is for you. You'd have to call. We'd have to talk about it. And if you do want to call and talk about it, the number is 866-391-1020. But for some people, we need to be able to talk out whatever's going on rather than walking away. You need to confront it head on. There's a big difference between being assertive and being aggressive. And we're going to talk about that line tonight. What is that difference between being assertive and being aggressive? It comes down a lot to what you say to yourself. So we all talk to ourselves. We all talk to ourselves. And what we tell ourselves really defines our world. So think about that in that terms of that story where Sir, Ed, er, Sir Edmund Hillary and Tenzig Norgay climb Mount Everest and one article says we conquered Everest is conquered and the other one says Everest has been befriended 
That subtle change in language makes a big difference. The same is true with anger. When you learn those subtle changes, it'll change how you experience it. I want to talk to you about it. If you have specific questions about the anger in your life or angry people in your life, give me a call, 866-391-1020 or dollar bank instant access at kdkaradio.com or text me at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti on KDKA Radio. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. The number is 866-391-1020. 866-391-1020. The dollar bank instant access is kdkaradio.com. Or you can text me at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. Look, maybe you're at your wit's end. Maybe the kids are making some poor decisions. Maybe people are pushing your buttons and you're fed up with people pushing your buttons. Maybe you're tired of people believing the wrong thing politically and you're just so frustrated with it. How can people possibly believe this stuff? Whatever it is, anger impacts so many people. So I was talking to a buddy of mine tonight about the stigma that comes oftentimes with mental health that used to really be there in a big way, but people like me and uh, I know he is doing it, working toward changing that because look, my tagline has always been there two kinds of people. There are people who have issues and dead people. So if you're currently alive, you have issues. So do I, we all do. And having issues doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It means you're a human being. It's perfectly natural to struggle with your emotions. It's perfectly natural to not understand how to communicate. You have to call, you would have to blow my mind and call in and say, you know what? When I was in school, they taught us a lot about communication and relationships because I haven't met anyone yet who went through school and learned a lot about communication and relationships unless they went to a university and studied it. In, in, in grade school, in junior high, in high school, I don't know that they're giving young people a lot of classes on how to handle their emotions, how to handle their relationships. And so you didn't, you weren't supposed to magically know how to do this. That's really one of the reasons why I offered to do this show. I want to help bring emotional information. Like how do we deal with these emotions? So everyone, men, women, children, everyone struggles with anger but let me go to men for a minute. So for all you men out there, I, I happen to know a thing or two about being a man, and I happen to know a thing or two about the reality that as men, we have been indoctrinated to either try to repress that anger or lash out, or, we, or we're supposed to be tough and not talk about our emotions. So a lot of times men, when we start to talk, I'll, I'll talk to, and I do a lot of work with men, will say, well, we're not supposed to talk about our emotions. And, and, and I think the idea a lot of times is that as soon as you start talking about your emotions, that there's going to be this great outpouring or all these, uh, this, this crying or things like that. But that's not really what talking about emotions is about. Sometimes it's just acknowledging that you're struggling. Sometimes it's just acknowledging that you're in pain in that moment. Hey man, listen, I just went through a breakup. It was really painful. You know, it just sucks right now. I just don't even know what to do. 
being able to say that and articulate that, that can really give you a lot of relief. So a lot of men struggle with cardiovascular problems and a lot of cardiovascular problems can be linked to stress. Stress and anger go hand in hand. When you are angry and you're not able to get it out, then it's affecting your health. It's affecting your relationships. It's affecting your family more than you realize. So I say all the time, people see your actions, not your intentions. Let me say that again. People see your actions, not your intentions. So that's why, that's one of the big reasons why I want you to give me a call, 866-391-1020, so we can talk about what, maybe what were your intentions and why, and why do I, why can't people see my intentions, right? Why are they only going to see my actions? So we have a new text um, from the uh, Right Automotive text line. It says, what are techniques to reduce an anger flare-up? Also, does anger come from being hurt? I've been told that is one of the main reasons why we get angry. That's such a great, great question. Thank you for that question. So what are some techniques to reduce an anger flare-up? Let's start with that. So one of the first things that you can do is uh, this. When your anger starts to come up, a lot of times people will say to me, well, I tried uh, to start. Oh, I know I had a, I'll give you an example. Someone wrote into my YouTube station and said, uh, Hey, I tried watching this video. It looked like it was a, a either a kid or that was the picture that they put up and said, I tried watching this video in the middle of my anger rage and it didn't calm me down. And I thought, well, this isn't the time to watch a video on, uh, anger techniques. You don't wait until it happens to start working on uh, learning what the techniques are going to be. you got to practice them all the time. So one of the best techniques you can do is realize this. Your body can't be in two opposing physiological states at once. In other words, you cannot be calm and fired up angry at the same time. So one of the things you can do for recognizing anger is to get yourself to a place of being calm. Now think about what words you say to yourself when you're calm. Now, remember, we all talk to ourselves. Sometimes it's it's subconscious. Sometimes we're not recognizing, but we're always doing it. So when we're calm, we're saying things like, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm cool. Or this is nice. I like this. I'm cool. Think when I, And I come back to those words. I'm okay. I can handle this. Because when you start to get experiences of anger, here's what happens. You start thinking, I can't stand this. I can't take it anymore. So think about what that does to your body when you're telling yourself, I can't take this anymore. So some of the techniques that I would say right away are first, be mindful of your breathing, be mindful of your breath, because if your breath is short, you can really get yourself fired up that way. So slow your breathing down. Second, I would be mindful of your speech. Is your speech getting really escalated or is it calming down? And then I would start to say to myself things like, I'm okay. I can handle this. There's going to be a beginning, middle, and end to this situation. And I want to make sure I don't make a decision in the beginning or middle that leads to a worse end. So some of the biggest techniques that I can say is say to yourself again and again, I'm okay. I can handle this. It's not the end of the world. Think about what that does to your, your blood pressure when you say to yourself, it's not the end of the world. You literally can't say the same. I, well, I was talking about this the other night. 
You can't say this statement in the same force. I can't stand it. It's not the end of the world. It just doesn't even sound right. So if you're saying, I can't stand it, you can be really angry and say that. But if you're being rational saying, it's not the end of the world, you really can't say it with the same oomph. It just doesn't sound right. So be mindful what you say to yourself. When you learn to say to yourself things like, it's okay, it's not the end of the world, I can handle it. Now you're able to put yourself on a better path. There are things you can do. If you want to talk, the number is 866-391-1020, so we can talk it out. Love this. We have more text questions, more emails, but I love talking to you. So again, the number is 866-391-1020, or Dollar Bank Instant Access at kdkradio.com, or text at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti on KDKA Radio. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is the show where you can talk about whatever's going on with you. Specifically tonight, if you want, we're talking about anger. The number is 866-391-1020. So if you want to call in and have a dialogue around it and talk and say, look, I need to ask you something, Doc. Here's what I'm struggling with. Maybe you have a family member who is struggling with anger. Maybe you're struggling with anger. Maybe you're just angry at a specific situation. Maybe you're not struggling with anger, and I need to rephrase that all together. Maybe you're not struggling with anger. But my goodness, maybe does somebody in your family make you angry? Somebody knows how to push your buttons and get to you. And if that's happening to you, 866-391-1020 is the number. Give me a call. We'll talk about it. The dollar bank instant access is kdkaradio.com, or you can text me at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. So I have a text from the right automotive text line. It's a a very uh, important text. I think it says, I am afraid to get angry. I hold a lot inside and tell myself to stay calm. Then I reach a breaking point and I become angry and I say a lot of goofy things. Then I feel foolish and stupid. And no one even cared how I felt. So I say this is important because I feel like so many people feel this way and have this inside. They hold it inside and say, just stay calm, just stay calm. So here is a big difference. And I want you to really hear this. When I talked about saying I'm okay, I'm not saying just stay calm. Because if I tell myself, stay calm, stay calm, stay calm, I'm almost kind of enticing myself to not be calm. So instead of saying that, I would say to myself, I'm okay. I can handle this. I'm okay. I can handle this. So when you, and another thing is, as you're reaching a breaking point and then you're saying these goofy things and then you feel foolish and stupid, no one ever cared. Look, it's not that people don't care how you feel. It's that no one will ever care as much about how you feel as you do you'll care about it more than anyone else. And at first that might hurt, but you have to realize that you don't care about how someone else feels to the same extent that you care about your own feelings. And part of that is physiological. You can only feel your feelings. So let's go to the phone lines. Uh, Luann, you're on KDKA radio on, on emotional management. So welcome to KDKA radio. Hi, it's Luann. Hi, Luann. Hey, the question I have is, you know, I'm struggling with an individual in my family that has borderline personality disorder. 
And it's that I love you, I hate you emotion that they carry with them. Yes. But the anger that they have when they have it, it's, it's, it's paralyzing to those that it is being forced upon. And I struggle with that. Well, it really is. So first of all, it's one of the most, it's very, very difficult. So for the listeners, when you throw it, when you use that term borderline personality disorder, um, you, you said it really clearly for the best way to describe someone struggling with borderline personality disorder is with a phrase you kind of used. I hate you. Don't leave me they're, So they're pushing people away. Right. Like I hate you. Get away, get away. Then when you get away, it's this frantic effort to not be abandoned so here's what happens, and, and I think it's really draining at times when you are living with someone who's struggling with borderline personality disorder and you don't really truly do things to take care of yourself. And here's why, Luann. So uh, I was just talking about this the other day. So let's say on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 is a baseline, a normal baseline brain, and 10 is a high crisis. Like let's say you and I are in a room and a fire breaks out. Well, our brain's going to shoot up to an eight or nine, maybe even a 10 if it's bad enough. But once we get outside the, the building and we're safe, our brain's going to come back down to that one. You, you with me on that? Yeah. Somebody struggling with borderline personality disorder, their brain vibes at a normal level of a four or a five. In other words, they always feel like they're in crisis. Now, right. so, so this, this is the next piece. This is the piece that I think is so important. If and because I, I actually just did a whole uh, six months working in uh, maximum security women's prison in a special unit where the this particular unit women were struggling really with some of the most intense borderline personality disorder I've ever encountered in twenty years, um, and so we saw this to like the nth degree. But so here's this piece that's so important: our mind always wants to match our body. So. Luann, so let's say you and I down three energy drinks really quickly, we're going to feel really anxious, physiologically anxious. So our mind's mm-hmm. probably going to start thinking, oh, man, what, what do we, oh, I forgot to do this, or maybe I'm supposed to be here tomorrow. And we'll start to create a story to match how we feel. Does that make sense? Yeah. So now watch this. Somebody with borderline personality disorder, they already, their body feels like they're in crisis. So now they're constantly trying to create a crisis around them. And if you if you are not, if you kind of ignore them or something like that, then the reaction gets even higher until they can get a reaction out of you to loop you back in. So, so true. Yeah, so your challenge is how do you not take on that energy? And I want to give you an analogy that I really hope helps. So I want you to visualize this. I was in this particular unit, which was a restricted housing unit. So these women were in uh, restricted, so they're isolated cells. They were by themselves. If they were in other cells, they would have hurt somebody. So if when they spoke and they lashed out, I would kind of envision that their words hit the door and fell and never made it to me. So I never took anything personally. Whereas I watched so much staff and it's perfectly normal. It's a perfectly human reaction. Eventually, over time, start to take things personally because they're like, well, this has to be at me. They're p-. like, so for instance, for you, maybe the person specifically keeps coming at you with, no, this is you, Luann. It's your fault. You're the one. And then you, at some point, you start to break and like, geez, oh, whiz, like, this is exhausting. Yeah. I almost so want let you. Let it fall off my shoulder. Yes. Yes. 
I want yeah, I want you to be able to step aside and say, almost visualize those words are hitting a, a wall and they're never actually getting to you. That's good. So let me give you one final thought on this, Luann. There's a difference between content, the words people say, and process, which is how they say them. So I, I could say, you know I love you. And that could sound like the, my technical, my words are I love you, but geez, oh, is that sounded pretty angry. So the content are, is I love you. The process is anger. What I want you to do is listen for process. So if they're angry, if the person you're around is angry, I want you to just acknowledge that they're angry, but not go into the, get caught up in the story, in all that story. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Totally. Thank you. Definitely. Luann, thank you so much for calling. That's such a great, great call. I appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for your advice. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Definitely. Bye-bye. So that's a great, great call. Look. 866-391-1020 or dollar bank instant access kdkradio.com or text me at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line that's the best deal in pittsburgh this is emotional management i'm dr christian conti on kdka radio this is emotional management i'm dr christian conti the number is 866-391-1020 or you can email me on the dollar bank instant access at kdkaradio.com. Or you can text me at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. Let's go to the phone lines. Jimmy, you're on KDKA Radio. How do you know who the head nurse is? She's always on her knees. So, so look, we had a call before. Uh, we, had an, uh, we had a text before that was... I want to come back to because we don't feel like I got enough to you. So you said, I'm afraid to get angry. I hold a lot inside. I tell myself to stay calm. Then I reach that boiling point and I become angry and say a lot of goofy things and no one ever cares. I want to make sure I really fully explained that to you and talked about that because um, the truth is, as I was saying, as I started to say anyway, people aren't going to fully recognize what your experience is. And a lot of times we get exhausted because people aren't truly understanding our internal perspective. But here's where I would invite you to be patient with people. Just as though people aren't going to experience or fully understand your perspective, you're also not going to fully understand others' perspectives either. And that's okay. That really is okay. So I was writing some things in my new book, um, Today, I was going over this one section that I wrote about what not to do in communication. And one of the worst things you can say is, uh, you know, oh, I, I, I completely understand what you're going through because you don't completely understand what someone's going through. You can only ever see life from your perspective. And I can't completely understand. So I've been doing this for 20 years. I have more than 20,000 hours of clinical experience sitting down one on one with people doing groups. But at the end of the day, I don't say I understand, I understand maybe what you're telling me. I can understand um, the emotion that you're expressing, but I don't understand exactly what you're going through. In fact, I had a young person the other day, uh, I was doing a, a group with a uh, young uh, adolescents and they were actually incarcerated and it was a group of uh, young ladies 
and I said to the one uh, young lady, she was kind of like, well, you, you can't understand what it's like to be us. Like you, and I said, absolutely. I cannot, I have no understanding. I have no idea what it's like to be female. I have no idea what it's like to be incarcerated. I have no idea what it's like to be you. And I don't believe that you or anyone else in this room has an, any idea what it's like to be each other. I just fundamentally don't, I believe that we cannot fully understand each other. Now, that being said, that doesn't mean I can't be here with you or for you. It just means that I can't fully understand. And that's okay. It really is okay. Because the real thing is being there with people. That's what really matters is to be there with people through everything. So that's really important. And when we, so I love that. I love that question. I know when you're afraid to get angry. Um, the other question that I, I feel like I wanted to give just a little bit more was about the, uh, the, does anger come from being hurt? And we had talked about that early, a little bit early on. Does it come from being hurt? And um, yes, absolutely. Anger stems from being hurt. When you are struggling in pain, it is easier to lash out at others. So listen to this about where what hides anger, what anger covers up. So yes, it covers up being hurt. It covers up shame. And here's the difference between guilt and shame. Guilt is fine. Guilt means you feel bad about something you did. You can learn from it. That's, that's great. That's healthy. Shame, however, is feeling bad about who you are. And that is not okay. What I have found is that people who live in shame act out of shame. So if, in other words, if I feel like I'm no good and I'm not worth anything, then why not lash out and hurt someone else? On the other hand, if uh, the once I feel like I'm in shame, I don't want to feel those feelings. Now think about depression or anxiety. There are a lot of awful physiological feelings that come along with being depressed or anxious. And so what would we rather do? We would rather lash out in anger than experience anxiety or depression. Because when we lash out in anger for that moment, we have endorphins flowing through us. So here's what endorphins are. That's that feel good hormone. When we lash out in anger, we snap in that moment. Rawr, and we have these endorphins kicking in. So we feel good. So another, here's a way to imagine this. If you've ever stepped on a child's toy in the middle of the night and you start screaming. Well, one of the reasons why you're screaming is you, it hurt. Like you had no endorphins. You come from a dead sleep, you're cold and then boom, you're in pain. When you scream, you lash out, you send endorphins through your body. So one of the reasons why we lash out in anger is we don't want to sit in anxiety. We don't want to sit in cortisol. Earlier, I mentioned if someone's struggling with borderline personality disorder, they have a tendency to have their brain functioning at around, vibing at around a four or a five. So in other words, they might feel, and maybe this is you, maybe you're struggling with this. You might feel as if you're in crisis. Now, it is very typical for all of us as human beings. This, is, this comes standard with the human being form that we, our mind wants to match our body. So we're always going to make up a story to match how we're feeling. So if you are feeling at a four or a five, you might say like, okay, something's got to be wrong. And you really do convince yourself that it's somebody else. It's somebody else's fault for why you're feeling the way you're feeling. But again, let's come back to if what's inside of you was feeling complete peace, 
You wouldn't be blaming it on someone else. You wouldn't be picking on somebody else. You'd say, no, this is what's going on inside of me. So imagine a world where you're able to articulate how you feel. Imagine a world where you're able to say what's going on inside of you, because this is, this is, this actually comes to a question I got from PC says, how can someone work to express themselves if they don't know how? So this kind of ties in really well here. How can someone work to express themselves if they don't know how? Well, here's how you can do it. You got to start somewhere and it might be I don't know how to say this. So if you're listening and you're not driving right now and you're by a pen and you can write this down, I want you to write this down. The next time you struggle with being able to say something and you don't know how to express it, I want you to say, I don't know how to say this. Here, I'm going to give my best shot. I don't know how to say it. It's perfectly okay to say that. I don't know what I'm doing here. Help me, help me, help me. Here's what I want to say, but I feel like it's going to come out wrong. And that's okay because we're not always going to say things perfectly and that's okay. So PC, you're not always going to say something perfectly if you don't know how to say it, but at least you can say, this is what I, this is what I'm hoping to say, but here's how I want to say this. So I said before, people see your actions, not your intentions. So your challenge is to be able to express to somebody what is the one word that you want to convey? Is it anger? Is it anxiety? Is it sadness? If you were to look at someone and say, this is my one word, what would it be? So my wife and I have done this for years. We'll say, if we want to have, if we, if either one of us feels as if we're not being heard, we might say, and we can hear, we catch ourselves if we're talking in like, let's say I'm saying the same thing over, or if she's saying the same thing over to me, what we do is we reset and we say, here's the one word, love, 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 or care, 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 or concern, concern, concern. And so when we come back to that, we kind of put that, this is a really an excellent way to reset by saying love, 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 or care, 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 concern, concern, concern. By saying that, we're highlighting that we don't have the perfect words to say it. We're acknowledging that. And you set the ego aside and say, I really don't know. I don't have the perfect words. I don't know how to say this in the most effective way. But my message in general is love, 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 or hope, 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 or whatever it is. But find that one word. Look, if you're struggling with this, you want some clarity on it, 866-391-1020. Or email me on the Dollar Bank Instant Access at kdkaradio.com or text me at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. This is the show where you're going to talk about what's happening with you. You don't want to go into the holidays thinking, man, I wish I would have dealt with this. I wish I could have had some insight. I wish there would have just been some doctor on some radio show that could have given me some insight. Well, it's here. Your future self just came back in time to tell you, pick up the phone and call Dr. Conti and have the conversation. 866-391-1020 or Dollar Bank Instant Access, kdkradio.com or text at 866-391-1020. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti on KDK Radio.
This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. The number is 866-391-1020. Would love to talk to you about anything you're struggling with, but specifically tonight we're talking about anger because anger impacts all of us. There are so many people out there you you could be struggling. And listen, when I say struggling, again, I have to check myself. And this comes back to we're always learning. We When we're communicating, we're going to make mistakes. We're not going to say things flawlessly every time. It just doesn't happen. One of the things I had to learn to do years ago, I would teach uh, when I first started as a professor. Um, I remember students would tape my classes and I didn't really know. They would just put out a, a tape recorder because I'm a little bit old like that. So back in the day, they would just put out a tape recorder and say, can I tape your classes? I said, you tape whatever you want. You're paying to take this class. And what surprised me actually was well, probably my most humbled, that I was the most humbled I've been. I remembered a student, uh, he sent back and said, I listened to these tapes, these lectures over and over. I have an hour drive to my work. And this was like years later after he had taken the classes. So that was pretty, I was, I was pretty, uh, uh, really grateful for that and humbled by that. But when they would tape my classes all the time, at first I thought, my goodness, well, what if I say this ineffectively? What if I say that ineffectively? Guess what? I have a radio show. I've done podcasts. I'm on television. Like I'm not going to say things perfectly all the time. It's not possible. But the goal isn't to be perfect. It's to keep learning. It's to keep learning over and over again. So when it comes to how to frame this around struggling with anger. Maybe you're not struggling with anger in general, but maybe you're really struggling with a particular situation. Maybe there is a situation where you don't know how to deal with it. And how do you say, well, how am I supposed to deal with this? So give me a call. 866-391-1020 is the number. You're definitely welcome to email on the dollar bank instant access at kdkaradio.com. Or text me at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. So, I listen, I think that this is a, there's a, we have a great uh, question here on the text line um, from Rachel. She said, hey, Dr. Conti. That, listen, I'll tell you how to spell my name correctly. It's C-O-N-T-E. So no worries whatsoever. You wouldn't have known but now you know, C-O-N-T-E. So her question is this, how can you tell if you have anxiety? I feel like I can't tell if I'm anxious for a reason or if I'm just operating at a four all the time like you were talking about. I'm a young adult, so it's a stressful time for sure, but I feel like my reaction are sometimes out of proportion to the situation. So absolutely brilliant insight, Rachel. That's fantastic insight. Um, and if you ever want to call to talk about that, I'd definitely I'd love to talk to you about it more. But let me answer this on text right now. So first of all, it's such a great question. How do I know that it's the it's not the outside world and it's what's on the inside world? Well, one way that we can figure that out is, first, my first off-the-cuff answer is, I'm not sure that we always know, but that's okay because it's only our ego that ever makes us want to be really certain and say, no, it's definitely this or definitely that. Instead of thinking of it as our uh, ego having to have a definite answer, what I would say is this, ask yourself if your body felt completely calm, would you still be as upset about this situation? 
or in moments, and, and I hate to even suggest this one because this one could kind of get twisted and go the wrong way, but in moments of being calm, if you brought that thought in, would that heighten your anxiety? Or would you say, you know what, maybe I was kind of overreacting in that moment. What I love about your insight, and I can tell just through a text message, what I love about your insight is that you can tell that sometimes your reactions are probably out of proportion to the situation. So to be able to have that kind of insight, that is awesome. That's a great place to begin. You say, okay, let me step back. Is this my body or is this the situation? And that's the question you want to just keep asking yourself. And here's what I promise you, Rachel. The more you practice asking yourself that question, is this really the situation or is this just my body acting up? the more effective you're going to become at being able to tell the difference. What a great question. Let's go to the phone lines. Uh, John, you're on KDKA radio. Welcome to, welcome to emotional management, buddy. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I wanted to, I'm good. I'm good. Actually, good. I want to talk about getting frustrated with people so easy. Okay, let's do it. What, what gets you frustrated the easiest? Just people driving slow. People just doing off the wall things. Okay. First, no point. All right. Let's do. Let's go with. Let's go with the people driving slow. How long have you been driving? I guess about thirty some years. Thirty some years, John. In thirty some years, have you seen people driving slow all the time? Off and on, just making idiotic. Uh, Moves on the road, just slow, and then go fast and slow again. Right, right, right. The world is it's frustrating. It's it is frustrating. It is frustrating. And you know what? First of all, there's not any reason to ever get rid of frustration because frustration itself isn't too bad. The only concern I have for that as a man and talking to you as a man is that that frustration, we might term it as frustration, but the, the truth is it's probably sliding up more toward anger. And the more it's anger, the more it hurts our, our cardiovascular system. So even to take care of your own health this is a reason why I would want you to look at those drivers and align your expectations with the reality that every time you leave your house, you're going to encounter people who make mistakes on the road, people who drive slowly, and just do foolish mistakes. Gotcha. So, I, I, I understand, but I just I just lose my, I guess, temper too easy, you know, fly off the handle. I don't want to put up with people's foolishness i guess okay and i feel you on that because it's it can be really frustrating it can be really and antagonizing for that to happen but here's the word that you're saying here's the key word that's in there that i want you to listen for in your own mind you'll use the word should a lot she shouldn't have slowed down right there he shouldn't have cut me off and and the more you use the word should and shouldn't it is a word that makes us so angry so fast because what we're doing is we're basically creating a world where we're saying, this is how the world should be, but the truth is that the world isn't that way. So it's almost like you and me walking into a car and saying, well, these wheels, they should be square. Well, they're not. They're round. Well, they should be square. Well, no, they're, they're round. So as silly as that is for us to say, because it's just not reality, the same is true when we're talking about 
people riding on the road. They should be better drivers. Well, they're not. They're never going to be. It's always going to be people out there who make mistakes. So that's the word, John. Tell me if this is making sense, but that's the word I want you to start to pay attention to is should. Catch yourself when you say the word should. Okay. I'll give it a whirl. I mean, I just, uh, yeah, just, I guess I don't have the patience for different things in life. I just don't, I don't really want to put up with different things at times, you know? Yeah, and you know what? And I think as I think there are probably things that will go on in your life where you're like, there are times when you're more stressed and you really, we don't want to put up with stuff when we're more stressed or not. Um, but here's the reason why I would invite you to look at that word should and say this. Look, I can handle this. Like the more you say to yourself, I can handle this. It's not the end of the world. Like for me, I think that's a really powerful statement. I'm always like, it's not like, it's not the end of the world. It really isn't. So they're, they're not driving the way I want them to. It's not the end of the world. Like, if you were to use that phrase over and over again, what do you think that might do to how you experience those frustrations? Well, thanks for your help. I mean, it was cool talking to you. You Have a good night. Appreciate it. Uh, You too, John. Um, So what a great great call. I kind of really feel, John, because I think that's very natural for us to get frustrated with the world. And, and say, look, what am I supposed to do? I don't want to put up with this. And I get that. I actually really feel that. The difference is I don't want to put up with it and I can handle it. And I think what, what makes us angry is when we say, I can't stand this. I can't handle it because that makes us really upset. But if we shift that language to, I don't want to put up with this right now, but I can handle it. It's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. But It is time for me to give you the number to call in, 866-391-1020, or email me on the dollar bank in Synaxis at kdkradio.com, or text me at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti on KDKA Radio. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. Really appreciate the calls and the texts. There is still time to talk. 866-391-1020 or dollar bank instant access at kdkaradio.com or text me at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. Love that call from John. I think it's so important Also, really, from Rachel from Bridgeville, who who texted and asked that question about recognizing where she is, that's such a great question and so insightful. I really feel my man, John, too, with getting frustrated. Look, I think when it comes to anger, when it comes to finding that self-control for all of us, it comes down to our self-talk. What are we saying to ourselves? How are we describing our world Are we using extreme language? So I see this a lot. We play the yes, but game. So we, we, we say things, we describe things in really extreme language. I can't stand it when they do this. It's terrible. Ah, it's such extreme language. And then we say, well, well, I didn't mean to use extreme language, so it doesn't count. Well, no, it, it does count. It's, you can't take that back. It's not a matter of taking it back. It is a matter, however, of being mindful of the language you use to describe your world. This is the worst thing ever. 
If you really are encountering the worst thing ever, my goodness, you probably ought to be pretty fired up. In fact, you're going to need your fight or flight response, your fight or flight response to be fired up if you're actually encountering the worst thing ever. And listen to this. This is one of those everyday statements, but this is kind of eye-opening. If you truly and genuinely can't stand something, then again, your body ought to be flooded with cortisol and adrenaline because my goodness, if you really can't stand it, you've got to fight for your life to get out of it. So think about that statement. It's not a small thing to say, I can't stand it versus I can handle it. I can handle it. This isn't exactly the way I want it, but I can handle it. The more you say to yourself, I can handle it. I'm okay. I'm okay. It's not the end of the world. And I'm going to keep saying these phrases. I say them again and again because I don't think we can ever really hear something enough when it's the type of information that we genuinely need. And again, I signed on to do this show because I wanted to bring emotional management to as many listeners as possible. I just don't think we get taught this stuff when we're young. And what if we were? What if we were really taught something I've been teaching for 20 years? I've noticed this early in my career. And I started teaching this a long time ago. In fact, I was reminded that it was 20 years ago by a client who reached out to me uh, not too long ago. She said, "You." She said, when I came to see you, it was in uh, 1999, she said, you taught me this, that my mind always wants to match my body and I'm always making up a story. And I was like, I did not remember that I taught that back then. Then I realized I didn't remember that because I'm getting old now. So I said, uh, that's really great. I was wonderful to hear that. And so I was, I was uh, really flattered to hear that, that I had done that back then. But it's really something I've, I re- that confirmed. I've been teaching this really th- almost my entire career. Our mind wants to match our body. Your mind specifically wants to match your body, which means if you feel anxious because you drank way too much caffeine and your body's mimicking anxiety, then your mind is going to race to make up a story to match and say, Oh, there's got to be a reason. It's got to be you. It's got to be her. It's got to be him. It's got to be anybody. But the fact that I drank too much caffeine. And so the story you create will then either contribute more cortisol and adrenaline or less. So let's say you say something like, I can't stand it. I can't take this. Well, now you're going to have more cortisol and adrenaline. If you say to yourself, you know what? This is an uncomfortable feeling right now, but it's not the end of the world. There's going to be a beginning, a middle, and an end to how I feel. And that's true. Think about that. Every emotional experience has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And you can choose to do something in the beginning or middle that gives you long-term consequences, or you can choose to do something to say, I can sit with this emotion for a minute. It's a difficult emotion. It sucks. I don't like it, but it's not the end of the world. Now, I've been talking about how you describe it to yourself. I can't stand this. This is terrible. But I want to highlight how maybe some of you out there are describing your situation to others in extreme language. This is the worst situation ever. Now, think about that. Now, you have to understand from my background the people I've seen struggling in some of the most horrific situations known to the human condition, 
it's difficult for me to believe that when things don't go your way, that it's the worst situation ever. I mean, I would have to think that you'd have to lose your arms and legs and have minutes to live for it to be the worst situation ever. Um, so you want to be mindful of your language and the language that you're using to describe your world because your language is powerful. Look, the road to peace for all of us, it's straight. It's, 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 it's that way. It's not complicated, but it takes effort. You've got to practice it and you will master whatever you practice. So I say be mindful to practice the type of self-talk that will lead you to the place you want to go. You master what you practice. There will be a beginning, middle, and end to every emotional experience you have. Whatever you're experiencing, whatever anger, it's going to pass. The question is, can you have the self-control, the self-discipline to not act on it when you're feeling it in that way? Can you sit with that emotion for a little bit? Can you put aside the extreme language? I believe that you can. I really do believe that you can. That's the reason why I'm doing this show, to bring this type of information to you. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti on KDKA Radio.